Hey, this is Holden Kushner. Be sure to check out my new podcast, the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angle on all Denver teams, all angles. If you're from Denver or a fan of Denver or Colorado or just a fan of Denver sports teams or a fan of betting in general and you want to become a sharper better, well, this is the podcast for you. So subscribe, follow, and listen to the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. Hi, I'm Holden Kushner with VSIN. Welcome into the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. We've got a lot going on on the show today. Got to talk about that Broncos line move that I addressed on Monday because it actually happened. Uh, we'll talk about the latest betting lines on the Broncos and the Washington football team. Also, last night it was a rough one for the Nuggets. Uh, Jokic goes down with a knee contusion. I know a lot of us were freaking out during that game because, wow, was this guy really going to be injured for a while? And if so, uh, I don't know if the Nuggets are going to have any shot whatsoever of doing anything without Jokic, given the roster construction right now, uh, given the way that Porter is struggling right now. At least they got Barton. The bench is struggling. Gordon had 20 last night. We'll get into the, the Nuggets, too. And my buddy Nate Kreckman from 92.5 um, Altitude Sports, he's going to join me. We'll talk Broncos and Nuggets. And then Ian St. Clair from Play Colorado. Just go around the industry, the betting industry, and there's a lot going on. I mean, you'll see tents outside of stadiums that are actually making people more happy to bet on their favorite team. They're making it a better experience by having tents at games where you could sports bet. I gotta get Bet Rivers in on that. I'm looking forward to when that happens. So Ian's gonna join me. We're gonna talk about that. But let's start with the Broncos. So Monday, the line was either three and a half or four at Bet Rivers. Broncos minus, let's just go with three and a half against the Washington football team. And at the time I told you, listen, this line is either going to stay stagnant or it's coming down to a point that you're going to want to back the Broncos. Well, last night, so that would be Tuesday night, I open up the, the app. Oh, it's a two and a half. So immediately I put the unit on the Broncos minus two and a half. I woke up this morning. I looked at it right now. And as I'm taping this again, lines are going to change throughout the week. For those of you that have not bet very often. We do have a lot of seasoned bettors listening or watching this, and I, and I appreciate that. And they understand, you know, getting more sports bettors involved is better for all of us. They're gonna, they're gonna want our content. They're gonna wanna learn how to do it. So that's how I explain that. But back to the Broncos here, just continue to check these odds. Go up and down and check them. I guess I could talk about Thursday night football too, because uh, there's an interesting one between the Packers and the Cardinals this week, but I'm sifting through the odds and here it is. It's still minus three, minus 108. If you take the Broncos on the money line, minus 150, that's come down a little bit. Washington plus 130 and 43 and a half is the total. Okay, here, let me throw in some trends. As I started the, <laughs> one of the shows out, I'm not a big trends guy. I'm going to throw it out anyways. Washington one and six against the spread. They've just been awful. They've been awful in real life. They've been awful to bet on or back. But if you're going against them, things have worked out pretty well. Uh, Denver, the Broncos started 3-0 against the spread. They were beating the hell out of the bad teams. Well, the last four games they've lost. Real life in ATS, 3-4. The total is 43. 
You know, I am really vacillating on this total right now as we sit here. Oh, here we go. As I talk, this thing went from 43 to 43 and a half. Okay, 43, 43 and a half. So you're going to see it going back and forth there. You can actually, on Bet Rivers, it's kind of cool because if you go to the total, there's a little line and a circle on that line, and you can just move right or left and figure out exactly where you want the total. So if you don't feel comfortable at 43, push the line a little bit. You'll obviously be paying uh, a little more juice there, but ultimately not too much more. Right now, over 43 and a half. Let's say you want to go over 43 and a half is minus 112. You want to go over 43, it's minus 121. So a little bit more juice. Um, if you want to go under 43, it's even money. If you want to go under 44, minus 118. To me, those shifts there, I, more often than not, I'm going to take the half a point. I'm going to take the hook. So I'll just bring up the total. I don't have a decision on the total yet. Uh, I'm uncomfortable there at 43, 43 and a half, 44. I'm still trying to battle in my mind what the game script is going to be. Uh, so that's that. But as far as the two teams just lining up, yeah, we're, we're down to this. The Broncos are going to win this game, in my estimation. And it has more to do probably with Washington being horrible. So I'll get into the breakdown of both of these teams in just a little bit. But at least you know where I'm sitting now. Broncos minus three. If you find a two and a half, take it. Don't touch it at three and a half. If you're backing Washington, obviously wait for this thing to go back to three and a half. You could buy the half a point. Uh, that's fine. It's on a key number. But um, ultimately, three is probably just safe on both sides. So here's the other bet that we won last week if you tailed on the Cleveland game. We're going to go back to this. I don't know. I don't know if we can go back to this because Washington's so bad. The first quarter bets, because Denver has gotten off to such slow starts, not just the first drive or the first quarter, like the first halves. But I like to focus on the first quarters here, especially with two teams that really aren't playing very well. So the money line in the first quarter for Washington is plus money, plus 105. Money line for Denver, slightly out of my range of comfort at minus 137. Again, these odds are going to be changing left and right. So you could see this at minus 130 later today, and I'd feel pretty comfortable with that. Uh, but the three-way first quarter bet was what we had success with against uh, for Cleveland last week. Again, you have Washington first quarter plus 160. You're getting the Broncos a plus money. So if you think the Broncos actually win the first quarter outright, you're getting plus money at plus 110. And then the tie is at plus 360. Uh, I still like this bet. I have not bet this yet. And the thought process is this. When we've had these last four games, the Broncos have been going up against teams that are better than them. In this instance, I think they're going up against a team that's worse than them. I love, I love hammering these bets because there's not much movement there. Not a lot of people bet them either. As the week goes on, I think on Friday, I'm going to talk this out a little bit more. My lean is toward Washington at plus 160 on the three-way line. If you wanted to go with the first quarter, Washington plus 105, because at least there, if they tie, you push. Um, but I think that's a trend we'll continue to back. I'm just not 100% there yet. I want to do a little bit more digging into Washington uh, to see if there's a way that they can come out and take a lead on the Broncos. Uh, this would also be a live betting opportunity. If Washington takes a quick lead, like a 3-0 lead, 
we can get this thing down to a push or the Broncos minus a half or even minus one, then you're getting a better number. We'll discuss live betting uh, strategies a little bit later on in this program. Not today, but maybe Friday we can get into a little live betting as well because honest to God, most of my most of my bets come through live betting. I do place a ton of pregame bets, but I love the advantage I get in live betting. Okay, total here. Let's go to team totals. Denver, 22 and a half. Minus 124 to the over, minus 106 to the under. Uh, that, that thing's set kind of right. It's, it's either do they get the three touchdowns and the field goal, or does it end up with two touchdowns and two field goals? I think that line is very good. It's, it's a little bit of – that 21 is what I like. It's Washington's number that's interesting to me. Is this team capable of putting up 21 points against the Broncos' defense? Possibly. Possibly. Um, 20 and a half is the Washington total, minus 106 to the over. That's an interesting bet that I'll highlight and I will talk about on Friday as well. Uh, injuries. Jerry Judy's back. Judy! So I'm feeling a little better about this offense. You know, there haven't been many explosive plays, especially against the Browns. Cortland Sutton's given us a couple. Uh, Gordon gave us one. Williams has given us a couple. Fan will give one once in a while. But Jerry Judy, to me, I, I don't know what to expect out of him. Game one, are they going to give him the full load of snaps? But if they do, boy, this offense is going to be changed. One guy by the name of Jerry Judy can really change it because he's such a big play maker. Um, some other things in this game. Injuries. Inside linebacker still a mess. Yes, but they did trade Kenny Young or get Kenny Young from the Rams that was nice to see. They swapped future late-round picks. This is a guy that actually started all game, all the games on this Rams defense. Rams defense is pretty damn good. Uh, he started all seven for the Rams, and that gives them their third-round pick, uh, the chance to play a little bit more. That's why the Rams ended up shipping them out there. You're swapping sixth and seventh-round picks. It's not a big deal. This is a trade, though, that the Broncos had to make, and I like it. I like it. There's just way too many injuries inside linebacker, and we saw Dearness Johnson just tear him up. And while, the, I, while I think the offensive line for Washington is not as effective at run blocking as Cleveland is, and Antonio Gibson does have that shin fracture that he's playing with, I, I don't see the Washington run game nearly as strong as the Cleveland run game. It'll be a test for this deple injury-depleted inside linebacker core, but I think ultimately... The Broncos will be able to have more success stopping the run this week. Uh, a big, big question mark I have for the Broncos, something I'm really worried about. They're on pace to allow 236 QB pressures. Uh, they've given up 97 in seven games. A pressure is a hit, a hurry, or a sack. And that's just not giving Teddy enough time. And now we're going to the Washington side where their pass rush should have been a lot better than it was. It's been very inconsistent this year. I'm a, That's my big concern, though. Does Chase Young get off this week? Because the offensive line has struggled mightily for the Broncos so far. Uh, interesting note here. I talked to my guys in Washington that cover the football team. Their defense often coming out hot in the first half. This kind of goes back to that first quarter bet. Defense comes out on fire in the first half, but they've seen a trend, lower energy, poor performance in the second half. So there is a key note to keep in mind if we do end up betting that first quarter bet uh, and backing Washington there. 
Uh, and lastly, I'm kind of excited that uh, Peyton Manning is going into the Broncos ring of fame. It's it's really is amazing playing the overwhelming majority of his career in Indianapolis. And seemingly to me, more ingrained as a Bronco than a Colt. Does anybody else feel that way? I really, truly feel that way. Especially some of the younger fans in here that just caught the tail end of his career with the Broncos. That's going to be a great time. That should be an absolutely spectacular time. All right, let's move on to the Nuggets now. Let's get to the Nuggets. Nuggets face the Jazz. I want to fill you in with a little story. Story time before we get into the game breakdown from last night. Did you guys see this? This was last month. I had a great conversation with a, a better friend of mine, Betor, B-E-T-T-O-R. He's not a better friend than my other friends. but So Jamal Murray, and this, this was on Nate Kreckman's station. I wonder if it was to Nate. I got to talk to Nate about this. So Jamal Murray was on the station and he was asked about Jokic and Rudy Gobert. Now last night, you know, Gobert had his game. Jokic got hurt in the first half. I'm not even looking at that. But last year, here's what Jamal Murray said, and I got to look at this. So here's what it is. It's the first few games of the season last year. Joker's got 47 against Gobert. It's close, and they're trying to send half help. Gobert goes, no, 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 no. I got him. I got him by myself. I got him. And the story that Murray tells, Jokic goes, when he has the ball, he goes, brother, I have 47. Now, that's the worst Jokic accent ever, but I'm just trying here. I'm giving you a little bit of the Jokic. Brother, I have 47. And <laughs> do you imagine that? Like, how much more was Jokic going to score on Gobert? You imagine Rudy Gobert out there on the court, Rudy Gobert saying, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want help guarding Jokic. And then Jokic looks at him and says, brother, I got 47 already. You know, what are you going to do? You better take that help. Well, last night, last night, it was Gobert and Jokic again. Problem this time, they knocked knees. Jokic went down, second quarter. It was very concerning. It was very concerning. A lot of us watching that game going, uh-oh, the Joker's out. What is this season going to turn into? This is going to be really bad. Because that's the first thing that popped through my mind. And I think a lot of fans and people that watch these games saw that and said, oh, that is nasty. But uh, it, it didn't work out there. Jokic... And Gobert banged knees. He limped to the locker room. Michael Malone said it was a knee contusion, so he missed the rest of the game. Hopefully he'll bounce back in the next game. But he still led the team with 24 points and six assists. That's a little bit of concerning, to be honest with you. The Nuggets bench just stinks. They got nice performances out of Aaron Gordon. I don't know how often he could score 20. They got another great performance out of Will Barton. We're still waiting for MPJ to get going. Uh, just a consistent stroke from beyond the arc. Just a consistent, you know, 20, 22 point a night guy. Because that's what they're going to need behind Jokic. So a lot of question marks with the Nuggets going on this week. It looked great after those first two wins. And you come to me now, I'll tell you, I've been crushing it in NFL. I'm 0-3 to start the season on the Nuggets. So I got to get going here. You know, 0-3, uh, I'm going to talk through it with Kreckman. We'll see if we can come up with another bet. But... I need to start moving a little bit better in the NBA. I think on this show, I'm 6-2-1 in the NFL, but let's go. we got a lot of Nuggets games to get to. So we also have a budding rivalry here. I don't really know how much of a rivalry you guys think the Jazz and the Nuggets have. These are obviously the top two teams in the division. The crowd was very quiet last night for most of the game, but then 
We saw the benches not clear because you're not allowed to, but there was a little pushing. Jermichael Green got ejected in that game. Uh, they were down 11 with 457. Green ended up getting ejected. There was a double technical there. But that's something to look for as the season goes on. Is this thing going to get super testy? And I really hope it does because a Jazz-Nuggets rivalry with the amount of talent on both sides of the ball could be something very, very fun uh, to be involved with going forward. Okay, Nate Crackman, Altitude Sports. He's going to join me here. We're going to talk Nuggets. We're going to talk Broncos. All-encompassing next on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Being a homer has its perks at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Every day, Bet Rivers offers a special hometown discount on parlays involving local teams. To get your hometown discount, just open the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and check the daily specials to place your bet on a unique parlay with hometown teams and players. Then root, root, root for the home team and win together. Bet today on the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. The Denver CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays and pro football matchups. They're bringing back their reduce the juice promotion on game days, too. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is just more rewarding on Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to betrivers.com to bet. Uh, it is Nate Kreckman from Altitude 92.5 has a wonderful afternoon program over there with Andy Lindhall. Listen if you get a chance. And Nate is our latest guest here on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Nate, always good to see you. Good morning, good afternoon. Let's talk some Nuggets and some Broncos. Uh, we'll just get into it. Enough with the pleasantries. We already mm. talked about how miserable we are as people. So, uh... <laughs> Yay, so I let's talk... talk about the Nuggets and Broncos. That'll cheer everybody up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, let's go cheer everybody up. Uh, I already talked extensively about the Broncos. We'll get back into that. So I want to start with um, with the Nuggets. My question for you, were you, was it your show that Jamal Murray came on and told the story about Jokic and and Gobert? Whose show was that when he goes, when he goes uh, hey, yeah, I got him, I got him. Gobert's like, I got him, I got him. I don't need any help. And Jokic goes, brother, I got 47. <laughs> I have not heard this Jokic and Gobert tale. What what happened there? Oh, really? So this was, I think this was on 92.5 too. Okay. Yeah, so it was a, a few games of the season last year and Joker's got 47. This is Jamal Murray telling this story. Yeah. And it's a close game and they're trying to send help uh, for Gobert. And Gobert goes, no, 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 I got him, I got him, I got him. And then Jokic has the ball, and he looks at him. He goes, "Brother, I got 47." He owns you know, that. What dude, are we doing? Man. He just he Nikola Jokic. Uh, he owns Rudy Gobert, the supposed best defensive player in the game, which he's really good against most guys. It's just when he plays against Nikola Jokic, he's not nearly as good. And Jokic, um, before he knocked knees with Gobert last night, was well on his way to a triple double. In fact, he's still led the Nuggets in scoring last night. He only played the first half, but he had 24. 
Um, that's how much he was kicking the crap out of Gobert and Hassan Whiteside again. It really is miraculous just how good this guy is. He led the team in assists, too, at yep. six. So we're all holding our breath saying, please don't let this man be hurt. So it's a neat contusion. I don't know how many games. I'm not a doctor how many games he's going to be out. But is this even close to being a playoff team without Jokic? Like, how bad is this team if Jokic was to miss a ton of time? Uh, they're lottery bad if they don't have Nikola Jokic. That's Ooh. that. That's what then happens. Look, admirable effort last night in that second half. Will Barton was terrific. Uh, Aaron Gordon played probably his most complete offensive game of the season. Monte Morris absolutely played his best offensive game of the season. Um, but right now, Michael Porter's lost. And he's 3 of 11 from 3 last night. He's just not looking comfortable on the floor. I don't know if it's contract pressure. Aaron Gordon alluded to that a little bit after the game last night. But, uh, but Porter is... He looks like a dude that's pressing. He's not letting the game come to himself. Um, d defensively, he's the hole that he has always yeah. been in recent seasons. He's just terrible on that side of the ball. But, yeah, you, you take Nikola Jokic away. And, again, admirable effort in that third quarter. But then they get blasted, outscored 31-20 to in the fourth. Uh, they can't defend the three-point line. Utah, of course, likes to shoot a billion threes. So, yeah, any extended absence out of Jokic is bad, but his teammates last night, I think Aaron Gordon and Monte Morris, both alluded to saying, like, he says he's fine, and he's made of Serbian oak. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. What, what you, you always say he wrestles bears, right? He yes. wrestles bears just to warm up. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's Nikola Jokic. He's bear wrestler and NBA player. So, Gordon, though, with the 20 points, and we can't rely on Gordon to, to get 20 points every night. Obviously, he gets 13 shots. He's not getting that many if Jokic is playing. And then the other guy was Bill uh, Will Barton. So, yeah, let's talk about those two guys. Yeah. You know, Gordon looks a lot more comfortable early in the season than he did last year. Yeah. And then Will Barton, man, this bench is so bad. Um, <laughs> he's just had to do so much coming off. Uh, talk to me first about Barton then because – he is a stud, and I wonder if, if you think he could keep up this type of play through the whole season. The biggest thing with Will right now is he's healthy, and I don't know if he's been healthy for the last two seasons, but right mm -hmm. now there's a hell of a lot more spring in that step, and you can see it because he's finishing when he gets into the lane. Not every time. There's a certain degree of adventure with Will Barton out on the floor, um, but right now he's finishing through contact. His, his vertical leap is back which it has not been in uh, in a few years now. And it's been one of the biggest issues with his game. He's an excellent shooter, and he always has been. But right now, he's finishing at the rim. Um, he looks as good as he has looked in season. And that's great because they, they need that scoring without Jamal Murray this year, obviously. Um, so as long as Will can stay healthy, and that's always the question because – uh, and, and we saw last night he got a little bit banged up at the end of that game, so we'll have to keep a close eye on him. I, I think it was a hand or a wrist uh, happened with Will at the end of that game, so we'll keep a close eye on that. Aaron Gordon is a guy that when the offense can get to him through the natural flow and rhythm of what the Nuggets do, particularly the ball going through Jokic, he can be competent offensively, but you saw, especially in the fourth quarter last night, Aaron Gordon a few times trying to create offense, and he finished with four turnovers last night. He's he's not made for that in his game. When he can be off ball, when Jokic can allow him to get to spots on the floor, when he can pick and roll and dive down the lane and catch those lobs, 
good offensive player, when he has to have the ball in his hands for any sort of creation, it's going to be bad. And and you saw that in the fourth quarter last night. So, um, yeah, Gordon and Barton, again, um, they're, they're important, but nothing is as important as Nikola Jokic. He is the son that the Nuggets revolve around. Yep, no question about it. Just going back to that bench, though. Last oh. night, let's see here. Dozier's minus 18, Compasso's yeah. minus 17, Rivers minus 10. Mm-hmm. Jermichael Green gets ejected and yeah. uh, racks up a minus 12. Mm-hmm. Jeff Green minus 11. I just don't know what the solution is. What is the solution here? Please let me know. Is it Jamal coming back and just moving, well, you know, extending the bench? But what is it? Trade? It's, 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 it's more staggered minutes, I guess. It is trying to get Barton and Porter playing with the second unit more, but Porter's got his own problems to figure out right now. But yeah, it's probably more staggered minutes and it it might be time to work Bones Highland into the rotation a little bit more. We saw Monday against Cleveland. He scored seven. Um, you saw hints of the electricity of the offensive game. He's a rookie, so there is a cost to putting him out on the floor. But um, offensively, they may need him because they really struggle to score with that unit right now. Maybe the guy I'm most disappointed in is P.J. Dozier, a guy that I really had big expectations for coming into this season. And uh, last night, 17 minutes, he was one of four from the field. He was invisible out there. He just, he did not play well. Faku Campazzo is, look, good, good defensive gnat, so to speak. But if Faku Campazzo is getting major minutes in an NBA rotation, your rotation's not good enough. Um, that, that dude just, he's too small. <laughs> he's too small. I give him credit. He is a skilled player. I think he has a role. I don't think it should be as one of the first guards up off the bench for the Nuggets. So how do they address, I guess it's the trade deadline, right? And is there anything they really have that they can move to address the bench? You're not looking for superstars, but you're going to be looking for, yeah. you know, a, a seventh or an eighth man at this point. Bull I, bull. Um, <sighs> I, that maybe it's finally time to trade Bull Bull and say some of the team is going to solve him. Some of the team is going to figure out how to make him into an NBA player because it continues to not happen here in Denver. And, you know, you could go back on it and say, well, you know, Porter sat out for a whole year and Malone was really stingy about getting him into the rotation. Well, it did happen eventually. Like, Bull Bull, if he's on the Porter kind of timeline right now, this is taking way too long. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't have a line at Bet Rivers, but... The, the Mavericks are a team I can't stand. They just beat the Rockets. But mm-hmm. outside of Doncic, like Tim Hardaway Jr., DFS doesn't do it for me. Porzingis is just super annoying to watch play. I don't – listen, without Jokic, they're going to get smoked. If Jokic yep. plays, they should win this game. Uh, the, the Mavericks are just, to me, it's, it's a puzzle, and it's a puzzle that has not put been put together properly. Just want to get your thoughts on that game coming up here with and without Jokic because maybe there's not a line because we don't know what's going on with Jokic. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that that is a huge contributor to that. Yeah, it's, it's Luka Doncic and spare parts. That That's what's going on with that team a little bit. And, you know, they acquired Porzingis trying to turn him into their, their second star, and he's regressed mightily. I know he's had injury problems, but – um, he's just kind of a dude. He's a really big dude, but he's just kind of a dude right now in Dallas. Um, you know, I, I like Jalen Brunson. Uh, I think he's a nice player, but eh, 
Yeah, I'm with you on this. I think that team is Doncic and a whole bunch of other parts, and that guy that guy can win championships, but they've got to build something around him right now. And when you hear what some of his frustrations were with that organization, uh, sort of how disheveled their front office was, and uh, Donnie Nelson and some discord going on right there, uh, yeah, they they need to build that thing. They need to fix that thing because, and I and I think Mark Cuban is smart enough to recognize he's got a generational talent on his hands. Well, and that's there are more pieces on the Nuggets around Jokic than there are. This is just me speaking here. Than there are with Doncic. Completely, Again, it's agree. just yeah. You're you're with me on that yeah. one. So. You know, these are two teams. If Jokic is in there and he's less than 100%, it's going to be a tough game to handicap, I think, bottom line. And it might be a stay-away spot, but I could talk about that uh, later in the week. Nate Kreckman, Altitude 92.5. Check him out in the afternoons there. I'm holding with VEASAN, and this is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet River. So, Nate Kreckman, let's get into the Broncos here. Yeah. I said on Monday I didn't like this line at minus 3.5 for Denver. Mm-hmm. Wait till it's 2.5 for 3. Uh, grab some shares at two and a half and some more shares at minus three, which is what it was on Bet Rivers. So for everybody complaining about the Broncos and how they stink, I think they're going to face a team that's worse. And that's the Washington football team going on the road. Uh, it's a lower total again. Neither one of these two offenses is very scary. Neither one of these two defenses is very scary either. That's the issue. But I want to talk to you about these slow starts because I'm going to go back to this once again. It was very profitable betting against the Broncos in the first quarter. And again, we got this three-way bet. Washington plus 160 to win the first quarter. Atias plus 360. The Broncos plus 110. Talk to me about these Broncos slow starts because it is a trend and it's something we should be using on the betting side. Why the slow starts? Do they ever get fixed? So they scored an opening drive touchdown against the Raiders. Granted, they gave up an opening drive touchdown against the Raiders, but they scored an opening drive touchdown <laughs> against the Raiders. And then and then they played Cleveland and 60-some yards total in the first half of that game, a couple of first downs that they put up in the first half of that game. I know the Browns' defense is pretty good, and you're on the road in windy conditions and everything like that, but that was a garbage start that they had out on the road at Cleveland, and it's – you know, obviously, it's a much, much larger trend that they're starting slow. Unders have been very profitable when betting the Broncos, not just this season. This has been a trend going on for many seasons right now. I see that line down around three, and, and this is the one thing that gives me pause. Like, yes, a football team is a disaster. Taylor Heineke cannot take care of the football. He coughs it up far too often when he gets into the red zone. We saw that last week against Green Bay. Football team had no excuse. They should have covered in that game. They just kept turning it over. And, and apparently Taylor Heineke doesn't know the rules about sliding into the end zone. So I had oh to learn God. that the hard way. So, you know, the Packers end up covering in that game. But, I mean, think back. Last three opponents, Pittsburgh was, it was a dumpster fire. And they beat the snot out of the Broncos. Uh, the Raiders were a national disgrace. They beat the snot out of the Broncos. The Cleveland Browns were coming into that game with with Case Keenum, with Dearness Johnson. Who the heck is that guy with injuries to tackle? Uh, decimated on a short week. And they beat the snot out of the Broncos. I know they only technically won that game by three. But if they wanted another touchdown late in that game, they could have had it. So football team has lost three games in a row. You would look at that and say, well, they're trending in the wrong direction. Well, the Broncos have lost four games in a row, and every opponent that seems to be trending in the wrong direction gets right against Denver. That's why it's really difficult for me to be confident in this game. Washington stinks. 
And Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback than Taylor Heineke. And Washington's defense has massively underperformed so far this season. But a lot of these things that I'm saying about football team are the exact same situation going on with the Broncos. And it's hard to have any faith that they are going to actually play better in their own building. So that's interesting you bring that up because the people in Washington and the beat writers I talked to over there, they feel the same way. This team is so bad, Denver's better. I think there's an advantage at quarterback. I think there's an advantage at running back right now because Antonio Gibson has – his snaps are now starting to decrease and we're seeing Mm -hmm. more McKissick. McLaurin's banged up. And then defensively, I think these two teams have issues. That's the big thing for me. They had the Broncos had to address the inside linebacker, right? They had to address it because what do they got? Seven guys, seven yeah. linebackers yeah, they, that are not played. So they got Kenny Young from the Rams. He was starting on one of the better defenses. I think this is going to help him. I just look at this Washington team, though, and, and as badly as the Broncos have played the last four weeks, they're just more talented than Washington on the offensive side of the ball. And I don't know what the excuse is why Washington can't get pressure on the quarterback. But if Teddy actually has time, now you're getting Jerry Judy back. I'm feeling good about the Broncos this week, Nate. I I really am. Uh, And that's why minus two and a half, minus three. I wouldn't be surprised this thing went back to three and a hook. As as much as we complain about the Broncos, I think there's more to complain about on the other side. There's also a chance Albert Okawebenam could return this week, which they desperately need another playmaker at tight end. Noah Fant has massively underachieved so far this season. This is the narrative around this game, Holden, is is a lot of the narrative that we were talking about going into the Cleveland game is Denver should win this thing, given the mess that the Browns were. Denver should win this thing, given the mess the football team is. But right now, the Broncos just consistently find ways to lose. Uh, Like you said, I think two and a half or three is a great number right now. Three and a half, don't touch this thing. Yep, and then Jerry Judy, let's talk about him. Yeah, I continue to harp on the Broncos. They need explosive plays. They don't get explosive plays. They got one last week with Cortland Sutton. I get the weather stunk. But they don't have many explosive plays. This is an explosive player. Should we expect much from Jerry Judy in week one? For him, really, I guess this is week two for him. Yeah, yeah, no, he played that first half against the Giants, and he was the leading receiver at halftime of week one, and now he's been out. He had that ankle injury, but um, they, they need to feed him. They need to feed him the ball because, look, Tim Patrick's a nice player, and he catches most every target that comes in his direction, okay? Um, Cortland Sutton, Sutton is still coming off of an ACL. He hasn't shown the same kind of explosiveness. Maybe it shows up in November because it sure didn't show up in October. He's a tough player, okay? And he's he's out there battling, and he's probably been their best offensive player so far this season, but he doesn't look like he did a couple of years ago right now. Yes, Jerry Judy, they've got to get him involved as quickly as they possibly can. Now, the good news is he was working out last week um, ahead of the Cleveland game, but it was a short week, so the Broncos didn't want to risk it. Now the 10-day rest coming out the other side of that. This is one of the ways in which Thursday night football can work for you in scheduling a little bit. That's a lot of time for Judy to have gotten right. He needs to see 10 to 12 targets in this game, and I'm not going to be surprised to see Teddy Bridgewater feeding him the ball bit. Uh, early and often because training camp he was he was Teddy's favorite guy to throw the football to and for good reason he is the most talented receiver on this team he's underachieved so far last season he dealt with the drops he's very badly this year was the injury maybe now is finally the time that he gets back and helps this offense out plus 
they they got to get the ball to Javante Williams. He's just he is their most explosive back. We harp on this all the time. It's not like Melvin Gordon's having a bad season. Melvin's actually playing pretty he's well. Um, but he's he's not the same weapon that Javante Williams is. I would like to see Javante Williams get anywhere from 13 to 16 carries in this game. Give him two-thirds of the touches. He has the ability to break big plays. Um, I know they don't trust him in pass pro. It was a little bit tough in short yardage situations. But if he can break a tackle, he can go for 30 on any given down. They need to get him the ball more. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, last thing I want to get with you on is the Tom Brady 600th football. Mm-hmm. I'm asking people their opinion on this. I would not have given the football back. As a matter of fact, the second Evans hands it to me, I bolt for the, for the, for the exits because I don't want anybody even thinking about taking this from me. We know what's happened now. Autographed jerseys, maybe he meets Tom, he gets yeah. a Bitcoin, 60-something K. What are you doing with that ball when the trainer comes up to you? I'm giving it back to Tom Brady, okay? It's it just every – look, I get it, man. It's it's We're all trying to make a buck. Does everything have to be profit-driven? Can't we just look at Tom and say, hey, man, your 600th touchdown. Inflation. Nate, we got inflation. I mean, I'm paying $8 for gas. My my apples are $12 a pound. I got to get that ball, Nate. I don't have time for this. You're going to get the jersey. You're going to get some Mike Evans cleats. You're going to get your Bitcoin out of the whole deal. Plus, you you get to do a couple of interviews and whatnot. Maybe a couple of extra followers on Instagram. Sell some sunglasses ads a little bit. I appreciate that the guy gave the ball back to Tom Brady because I'm a sap but I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah, I could not agree with you less, is all I will say about this. Uh, Tom Brady can come. They can go find my name and my number, and they can come find me after that. I wonder if you'd have done that in, like, real time. I wonder if I would have done that in real time, if I really would have bolted for the exits. Nate, always good talking with you, buddy. Plug the show real quick. Uh, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. We're on 2 to 6 in the afternoon. It's called Crackman and Lindahl, myself and Andy Lindahl. And it's fun, and I think you should listen. We'll have Nate on every Wednesday here on the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Nate, as always, thanks for the time. We're going to talk a little inside betting with Ian Sinclair from Play Colorado. I'm holding with VEASAN on the Denver CityCast, presented, as I just said, by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Well, it's time now for our weekly hit with Ian St. Clair. Play Colorado. PlayColorado.com. As always, which I guess this is the second time, Ian. Thanks for joining me. What's going on in the world of Colorado sports betting, my friend? I, I heard you went to an Avalanche Knights game, and that was a rough one for the Avs. But was there anything good about that game? <laughs> the only good thing about it was people were able to watch it because it was on ESPN and how cool is it that the NHL is back on ESPN after what, like 10, 15 years. But the best thing about the game on Tuesday night was they played Holland Oates. That's it. That was the best thing. 
Yeah, that, that that's literally the best thing because yeah. it was not a good performance from the Avs at all. Uh, I, I think Darcy Kemper uh, kept it from being a bigger or a more lopsided victory for the Golden Knights than it could have been. So I guess that's a positive. Well, thank you for being very optimistic about this. I, I think that's very nice of you. And yeah, the Knights, the Golden Knights were without three of their best players too. So that was a little yes. frustrating. Not to start this with hockey because it is not the most popular sport in the world, but we kind of talked about handle in our last show. And for those of you that don't know what handle is, it's, it's just the total amount of money coming in on a sport or coming in on a game. So I was looking at some of the stuff. You sent me a link to playcolorado.com, and then it has all of the total handle and the retail handle, the free bets and stuff like that. So where are the abs here? It's obviously the Broncos and the rest of the NFL, college football, the, the Nuggets number two. I don't know what people think about the Rockies as far as betting because they haven't been good since it's been legal here. So where are the avalanche? Is there a lot of interest or is it just, it's just hockey? I think it's just hockey. I, I think it's usually three to five. That, that's typically in a monthly handle where the NHL is playing. That's where the NHL and the Avalanche usually connect. We the, the state, the Colorado Division of Gaming, doesn't release the amount that is bet on each team. Okay. And so on, on top of that, it would be nice. And it would also be nice to know the, the top operators for the month, which the Division of Gaming doesn't release either, as some states do. So typically the Avs and the NHL, it usually ranges from three to five. That's typically in monthly handle where they where they rank in terms of the, the most bet on sports. I mean, that's not bad. If you can get up to number three is hockey. I think that's actually pretty good. The, the, the thing that's going to change it, and I've seen this in other towns, where if you've had a really good young core and it takes them a while to finally break through and get deep into the playoffs, that's what changes everything. You know, the, the Avs get into the into the conference finals and, and forget about it, the Stanley Cup finals. That will be in the summertime, right? That'll be June. So what are we going to have? NBA playoffs. We'll have Major League Baseball. And that's really it, I think. So in the Nuggets, the Nuggets will basically be done unless they're in the championship. So I guess it's more May than anything else. The Avalanche, and this goes for every team in every market, have a massive opportunity if they can just win the cup, get to the cup finals, and then obviously that's going to translate uh, to sports betting, right? And if that happens, then I guess we got to educate everybody on, on betting hockey, but I don't think we're there yet, are we? Not quite yet. I, but I, I think Colorado is a smart state. It's an experienced state. There are a lot of experienced bettors who know sports betting and know their teams and there is definitely excitement and betting enthusiasm when it comes to the Avs because as you mentioned they're one of the best teams in the league notwithstanding their performance against Las Vegas on Tuesday yeah and then we got the Nuggets too so I'm just looking this is October obviously end of October and I went back to your site um, last year at this time and the numbers should be bigger right because now this was just after sports betting was illegal it's the first time you could really bet on the NFL was September of 2020 October 2020 total handle total dollars taken in NFL 68 million basically baseball was 23 million and then college football that's fascinating to me does that mean that there's a ton of money that's likely coming in on the world series right now is this gonna be heavily bet here in colorado i did i mean i, I actually made my largest wager of the year last night um w with the world series game with the braves beating the astros it didn't work out well by the way 
I just want to let you know that. But um, baseball, huh? World Series, heavily bet? I, I, it'll be interesting to see how it looks because I, I, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of interest in this World Series. Maybe because people hate the Houston Astros. That may be one of the reasons that people may want to bet this. And, and so it'll be interesting to see where baseball comes in once the Division of Gaming releases the numbers for October. We should be getting the numbers for September any minute now. That's typically, this is around the time that we get the monthly mm -hmm. handle. So I, I'm curious to see what the baseball numbers look like. Because in the month of August, it was number two for the most wagered on sport given that the Rockies were nowhere near the playoffs and they they won't be any time soon. What what did the, the pennant races look like with the Cardinals and the Dodgers in the wild card play-in game, the Dodgers winning that game, the Yankees and the Red Sox? There's always going to be enthusiasm for those two teams, given how popular they are. But what does that correlate in terms of betting enthusiasm? So when I think we... When we see the September numbers, that will give us an idea of what could potentially come in October and for this World Series. That's interesting, Ian. And Ian St. Clair, play Colorado, playcolorado.com. Um, when I look at baseball, and I wonder last year, because it was the Dodgers and the Rays. It wasn't like the Rays were this big team. There's a ton of people from California that are moving out here. Yes. And I see a ton of I there I see more Dodger hats in town than I do Rockies hats. And I wonder if the Dodgers had something to do with that last year. And maybe it'll be taken taken down a notch or two this year. That I think that's definitely the case. And you go to a Rockies game and they play the Dodgers, it's basically like a Dodgers home game. Yes. Broncos fans will know this. When they played the San Diego Chargers, when the Chargers were still in San Diego at now no longer standing Qualcomm Stadium before that Jack Murphy Stadium. It was a Broncos home game. And it's yeah. it's it's similar to that at Coors Field when the Dodgers come to town. It's 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 pretty remarkable actually. I think that when I'm looking at that with the Broncos that they could still have that advantage in LA too with the Chargers. It's kind of sad. Um <laughs> it's kind of sad. I hear what you're saying there. Uh but I want to get your thoughts on the Broncos coming into this week. It's a Washington team which has underperformed. I think probably underperformed expectations more than the Broncos at this point. The line is now three. You okay back in the Broncos this week? No. <laughs> Whoa, no. I, I, right, I talk just, to me. I, I have no faith in this team because this is another one of those games where they should win this game, especially against this Washington defense, which is not good against the pass. And they're dead last in points per game allowed. So if you're looking for a way to potentially bet this game, I'd look at the over-under. Because that's always a way that you can get into the game and still bet, but it's not really on who's going to win. So in that sense, that's where you can look for the value. But in terms of the Broncos, I just you don't know what you're going to get. I, I think that it's, they're going to benefit from the fact that Jerry Judy is should be back from IR. Mm -hmm. Tight end Albert Akweg Bunam is going to be back from IR. So the, the offensive line is going to pretty much be close to full strength. But what is Pat Shermer going to do? What, what plays is he going to call up for Teddy Bridgewater? And what is the offensive line going to look like? Because as a whole, the offensive line hasn't been good this year. And now you're going against Chase Young and a defensive front for Washington that's still pretty good. The secondary has not been for the Washington football team. 
So there are avenues in this defense that, that the Broncos can take advantage of. It's just whether or not they do it. And I just don't know at this point. Yeah, I think we'll continue to look at the opposing team in the first quarter against the Broncos. That has been a successful play. It worked again last week. But as frustrated as you are with the Broncos, I I, I just think on the other side, you'll hear the same thing from the Washington fans too. This is a bad team. This is a bad football team. They're playing poorly. Uh, You would think, oh, the the Washington team is going to run all over the Broncos because they got no inside linebackers, although they traded for Kenny Young. Well, guess what? Antonio Gibson's playing with a shin fracture. Um, Taylor Heineke, I would take, I would take, and I'm not even kidding, I would take Drew Locke over Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke is a guy that'll run for 90 yards because he doesn't see anybody on the field. He turns the ball over. And how about him kneeling six inches from the goal line last week, thinking he scored a touchdown and doing the Lambo leap? You know, as down as everybody is on the Broncos, I'm a lot more down on this Washington team. And I'm feeling pretty confident with my two and a half. And I, I recommend minus three at this point. Worst comes to worst, you're going to push. But see, you and I are on different sides. I just, I, if this is a battle of who's worse, the battle of who's worse would be won by Washington, not by winning the game, but by winning who was worse. I, <laughs> That's what I, I say, Ian. I, I, I totally see that. I, I, I mean, there's no doubt I am a jaded Broncos fan at this point. And, and to speak of, to, to talk about what you just mentioned, in terms of sports betting, it's about finding the market value. That's what the Sharps do. They, they try to mm-hmm. find the best value when the lines get released. And that's, I, I think, two and a half to three is the, the sweet spot. If, it, if anything over three, three and a half, I, I wouldn't touch it. But I'm definitely two and a half, I think you're in a good spot there. I, in terms of a betting perspective, if we're talking about betting, I could see the Broncos in a, in a favorable position in this, in this game as a fan. And this is where I, I always talk about why I don't bet the Broncos because I'm a fan and I, I get too emotional when it comes to the Broncos and you can't be an emotional better. And I, so in that sense, I totally get it. And as I said, this is a game that the Broncos should win. This is a team that the Broncos should beat. I just have too many question marks on what this team is going to look like come Sunday. Well, I'm with you, buddy. I know there's a lot of question marks there. I actually think Washington has more question marks. There's not well, going to be too many games like that going on for the rest of the season. So, uh, again, my best bet today, if you find it at two and a half, hit it, and I have a strong lean toward the minus three. Ian, always good catching up with you for the second time, of course. We'll talk next week. Give a real quick plug to the site, why don't you? So playcolorado.com, and as I will say, is the one-stop shop for sports betting, casinos, lottery news analysis opinion to help make people a safer and smarter better and we'll continue to hammer on on the broncos and and nfl betting we have an nfl betting page that lays out all the lines the latest lines from bet rivers so when you're shopping for value that's the way to do it all right thank you ian really appreciate the time as always thank you very much for listening to the denver city cast i'm holding kushner with Vison. It is the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I'll be back on Friday. We'll have shows on Friday and then Saturday and then a quickie Sunday after that Washington-Denver game. This Friday also, we'll have some great bets with uh, my buddy, the Sports Keg, who's with me at Run Pure Bets. Uh, we'll run down the Week 8 slate and also get a, a, a preview of the Washington football team and their issues with my old buddy, Grant Paulson, who covers the team 
out in Washington. Again, for Nate Kreckman and Ian, my name's Holden. Thanks to Steven in the background for making this thing work. And take care of yourself. Thank you very much for listening or watching the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.